sang that for a while. Oh, yeah. They're probably young. Oh, I'm, hello? Is that me? What time is it anyway? Well, good morning. I want to make an apology up front that I'm teaching. <laughs> you know, in school, they give you a curve. You know, the dumb guys makes the middle guys look really good. You know, I'm, the, I'm this curve again. <laughs> After John, that's like Jiminy Christmas. I've never been nervous about teaching ever, and I, I'm, I'm nervous this morning. I don't know why. I don't have a clue. <laughs> yeah, nobody here but those chickens, right? Well, anyway, uh, I'm sorry you're all here. I'm teaching, and so uh, enjoy what you can get out of it, and uh, hopefully we can all get together. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. If we want to. Lord, I want to thank you for this day and the opportunity that we can can uh, uh, glean from each other. We can we can uh, learn to love, as the scriptures will say, and and uh, and grow in grace and and. For everything that's taught, may you enlighten our hearts and our minds, Lord, that we might have this willing heart we'll touch on today. And thank you today for and be with uh, John and them as they travel. And we have so many uh, requests on the uh, prayer requests of people illness. Marianne's doing a little better. For those that don't know, I pray for her that she'll grow and, and come through all this uh, sorrow they're in. Bless this day and all we do. In Christ's name, amen. I'm too nervous because I don't even know where I'm at. Okay. <clears throat> if anybody been around me at all for any length of time, I've always gave the whole printout of, of when I first started trying to learn something in God's house, I, I got, I, somebody printed me, I think it was my son, printed me all the scriptures on wisdom that's in the Bible. And, uh, and so anyway, we're going to touch on that this morning. And without wisdom, there's no real understanding. There's no, there's no ability to learn on your own, contrary to secular belief. I don't care if you graduate from Harvard or Timbuktu. Without the wisdom of God, there is no knowledge or understanding. Now, that sounds pretty vague, but it's, very, it's real scripture. It's very solid in the scriptures. So don't think you're something because you've got an initial after your name. And I, <laughs> I'm a plumber, so I ain't got no initials, you know. I got a plunger. But anyway, uh, we want... Whoop. That's really good to tear my Bible right off. And uh, anyway, let's turn to James 1. We're going to go 5 through 10 eventually, uh, but we're going to start with 5. And when I read this, when I started searching scriptures about wisdom, and I read this, I just, I, virtually I do it every time I try to teach or talk or try to sing or anything. I, I, people need to understand, you need to ask God for wisdom. And I used for years, Brother Sampson's always read for me. I don't read aloud real well. It's really unusual. I, let, I, let, I read for myself real well, but I don't read real, real good out loud. So anyway, let's start in uh, James 1, verse 5, and then we'll continue on a little bit, Brother Sampson. Amen. Now, we're going to qualify that in a little bit as we read on down. But if you don't have the knowledge to learn something, you've got to remember, once you're born again or saved, any terminology you want to put on it, now you've got the connection to God, and he's willing to give you wisdom every time you ask for it. He'll bring it, it's not, he's not going to get on to you for asking for it. 
and uh, picking a job, picking a car, picking a wife, picking a, a family or home, whatever you do, if you'll ask God to give you the wisdom to do what's necessary, you'll get what he wants you to have, not what you think you want. And the biggest problem with America today is everybody wants something. I, I get a kick out of that. We're in the Laodicea age of the church, which is <clears throat> the last of the seven churches. And if you know what that means, it means the rights of the people. Don't we live on that block? Everybody's got some rights, you know. Well, we do, but we don't in, in your face or mine in yours. So we're going down. We're going to read a little more of that. And they put a, this will give you a qualifier on what this is talking about. And we'll start with five again, and we're going down to 11 or 10. <clears throat> Go ahead and read 11. It's good. For the son is no kindred visitor to the burning sheep, but is visible to the righteous, and the flower thereof faileth. And the grace of the fasting of his inheritance, so also shall the rich man fail away with these words. Amen. So you got to realize that it doesn't matter what you think you are or how much money you think you have, <clears throat> that you deserve certain things. It's not so. <clears throat> for without ways, you got to realize where, she, where he read there. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> clear my throat. Is uh, it's insinuating about the waves? It's like wind waves. You ever been at the ocean? You can't surf a wind wave. They come up and they fall down. They come up. They, because we in in world society today, we have this tendency to put our lives in in a box that I think I live in. And you you, you realize how good a person I really am. You know the arrogance behind. My education means nothing, and we'll cover that in a little bit. So, look, we'll we'll go on a little further. Let's look at uh, oh, uh, how about First uh, Corinthians three eighteen? We've got a lot of scriptures to read. We'll be all over the Bible. <clears throat> well, if I can. There's a slam. So if you think you're wise in this world because of what you think you've got this so-called education, if you're a Christian, you've got to realize everything, all things work together to good, them love God, them are called according to his purpose, not yours. Now, he blesses the world with education, medicines, whatever, <clears throat> but not out of their wisdom, but out of the wisdom he'll give to them. Uh, so I really believe that a lot of cures to disease and stuff come through. We'd call it an accident or that would Dr. Twiggy D came up with that. Probably not. Uh, God knows the needs of all of us because he reigns, he reigns upon the poor as well as he does the rich. Uh, so realizing your position that God gives you the wisdom and knowledge because in Brother Samson always said, one, God quits thinking about you as one neuron, you're dead. 
be with me. So no matter how smart you are, one intersection, you're dead. One COVID disease, you're dead. You see what I'm saying? We think more highly of ourselves than we ought. And we, we need to realize that God gives you all the blessings. He gives you your family. How do you raise your family? Raise it biblically. It will be sound in the word of God. And uh, sometimes it almost becomes braggadocious in the eyes of the world when you comment about, boy, my God's good to me. My, my, my kids serve the Lord. And they say, well, that's pretty arrogant. Well, no, because it's based on the scriptures. They don't base anything on scripture because they don't believe in God. You really think that the God of snot hit the earth and it grew up and all these techniques, all these things, and now you're an attorney? I mean, really? <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? <clears throat> a little cliche to that, but the bottom line on it is, is we're nothing and God's everything. He worries about the sparrow. You think he don't worry about you? You know, our problem is, is we, we, we're thinking we're highlier, think highlier of ourselves than we are. We're going to read a little more in, in uh, 1 Corinthians, right? Wrong one, I've been myself in trouble. If I lose my own notes, I'm in trouble. <clears throat> okay, let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 13, 3, verse 18 through 23. So, you know, I, and I give a lot of respect to people with, that are like doctors and stuff of that nature that, that are blessed of God to have that ability to, to learn and understand that. Uh, John, the teacher normally here, it's amazing how he teaches. And he's amazing, uh, he's just amazing when it comes to the knowledge of God. And, uh, and <laughs> I'm, I'm on the curve, remember, I'm this guy. And, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, he's... He's got a knowledge. He's got a gift. You know, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stories about gifts in the Word of God, and he's got the gift. And I believe that people have gifts to be missionaries or be preachers or teachers or whatever. But realizing that if you get that ability or that gift in the, in the structure of Christ, that, that's strictly from him. And, uh, and I don't want to get into my testimony, but I got anybody that knows mine knows that God had to work with me a long time to get me straightened up and get my, get my mind straight with the, with the scriptures. And realizing that, you just read it again there. It let, him, let him become a fool, verse, verse 18. And, uh, and in that, he become wise. There's nothing harder to break somebody down than to think he's something. I have a real hard time uh, with the basis of Calvinism in the church. It's strictly about vain. We just said it's vanity. Why is it vanity? Because you, I've got it, you didn't. God chose me over you. Not really. God takes, we'll cover it. He takes everybody at every level in the service of him. 
we'll cover a thing called if you have a willing heart when you study all the scriptures of, of wisdom it starts in exodus well that's a weird place you got to remember they've been in bondage approximately 400 years they were told what to do every day and all of a sudden they're out and they're and coming there and god wants his temple built and we'll cover that in just a little bit so if you come in the service of god and you get saved and you want to serve the lord ask him to give you a position if you think you need to be a deacon or an elder you don't need to be because you have an agenda in mind you cannot come to a meeting and think you're the you're the you're the reason i'm here you see what i'm saying if you don't realize you're nothing and we are all something in the sight of god then you're trying to take control of a circumstance you have no idea how it operates you know, people say, well, where's the budget? Well, go get one. What's our constitution? Go pick up one. You know, uh, one of the worst assets, in and I'm looking at a church that's 90% active. really am. You can go to most churches, 10% do the work, and 90% punch the clock. Our completely turn this church over. It's 90% workers, 10% setters. So, you know, like I said, get in the system. Everybody here wants to be, and I, I know you may think it, you may not think it, People naturally flock together because they know one another, kin or whatever. But only reason you don't know much about the church is because you're not. It says to be friendly, you have to show yourself friendly. If you're not friendly, well, I don't want to talk to that guy. He's a sourpuss. Every time you look at him, you're going, you know. And like Mom always said, I'm going to slap the smile on your face. But <laughs> or don't talk to me in that point of voice. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. <clears throat> so we got to realize we are all brethren in Christ and we need to be close and care for one another like uh, Marianne Bear she's going through a real battle and uh, you just need to pray for her you don't know her God does well what about her it doesn't matter what about her just realize she's she's in need of prayer and do that because it may be you next week and that's what you got to think about and so realize now I'm getting lost in my thoughts brother Samson okay we were and you read it. There we go, all the way through. Now look at, uh, right, should be on the same page approximately, 1 Corinthians 4, 1, and, 1 through 4. Amen. Realizing that whatever, once, once you get saved or born again and start serving God, that uh, uh, you know, there's two thrones. The lost will be, be judged and we'll be sitting in on that if you're a Christian. And then the other thing, once you get born again, you get, we get judged for what we did not do as a Christian. You know, somebody comes to you and says, you know, would you mind helping on the bus route? Or you, would you teach first grade or whatever class? And you refuse it. <clears throat> probably a mistake because you'll learn a lot because you'll have to study to teach <clears throat> and you'll start learning things of the Lord and then you start asking for that wisdom Lord I gotta deal with a bunch of five-year-olds please give me wisdom that I don't beat them to death you know <clears throat> so 
You know, my wife and I run a bus route for like 31 years, and most of you say, line them up and shoot them. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just rowdy. They're just kids. Well, I was a mess. I was just telling some ladies this morning that, uh, that my first grade in Sunday school, uh, not Sunday school, in, a, in public school, I was, my mom put me in school a year early, actually, but the teacher grabbed me by the arm and said, said sit down, Kent, and she set me down while I jumped up and slapped her. <laughs> My first couple of years of life in school was not real well. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but that was my fault. That wasn't her fault. You know, these kids come up, you know, that teacher don't like me. Well, what did you do to get unliked? We have this terrible tendency to think the box is my box. My child's un. I had a person one time on, I was on the school board, I think, Brother Samson was there, said, and he, this kid's like 14, 15, and he said, and the parents said, my kid would never lie. I closed the book, said, conversation's over. How, how brain dead are you, you know? If you think your kid don't lie, you've been raised in a box. Because I was the best at it. <laughs> And to be a liar, you got to be really good. <laughs> you can't forget what you lied about the week before, you know. But what I'm saying in that is realizing you're nothing and realizing that a teacher or, or, or in a Sunday school class or even in school, you can gain some knowledge, but you'll never get wisdom until you get born again. I've had people argue with me. I said, well, prove me wrong. Scripture's full of that. Without wisdom, you got nothing. Wisdom is the knowledge of using and, and the ability to learn and then, and then you receive what God will give you, not what the world wants to give you. Well, I graduated from Harvard. Impress me. And I don't care the politics. Congress are all Harvard grads. Are we doing a good job or what? See what they teach? I want to give you, a, I'm going to bring a point up here. You know that all Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Cambridge, there's two or three others, they were all Christian colleges. They don't even know what that word means. Does anybody know what YMCA stands for? Young Man's Christian Association. Really? Been there lately? You see what I'm saying? It's all corrupt. This system right here with our pastor Randy Dignan, with one or two pastors could be in a, in a carnival. So if you put your faith in our pastor... You've made a mistake. We serve the Lord. We don't serve as a pastor. You with me? So if something happens and the pastor gets all puffed up or something, or just an accident, maybe he gets killed in a wreck. Well, i got to quit going there. You know, the pastor died. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesus. He wasn't serving you. He said something about that man there. You know what I'm saying? So don't put your apples in the cart of the world. Put it in, this, in your heart, and God will, God will bless that. He has to. He's bound by his word more than you are. He can't lie. So therefore, when he says, I'll do this or do that, what's, the, what's one of the most famous verses? Those that's around my, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Well, I went to church twice this year. Where's my new car? That's how we think. You know, God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Do everything you can do for him to service the church and the people in the church. And then, shockingly, anybody knows me can know God has well over blessed me with a family, wife, kids. 
if you take that out of the uh, math, <laughs> you're making a great mistake. You're trying to put, you know, you're trying to put God in your box. Doesn't work that way. Uh, if I have time, I'll get to another little story I got here. Okay, let's do. Uh, you know, I put little stickies in my Bible. That's not good. Uh, where am I at, Brother Samson? Uh, oh. Exodus, oh my, we're, go, we're going to where it started. This is where, uh, this is where wisdom first started in Exodus 35, verses 4, 5, and 6. 5 is kind of the key, and 6, it, 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 when he reads it, it's, it's a little, if you study the scripture, you'll understand what he's saying. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay, now if you keep on reading, you're going to see what he's getting to. These people have been in the wilderness. They, they've really lost any ability to, other than making bricks, <laughs> you know, for the, for the pharaohs. And all of a sudden, he says, you've got a willing heart. If, I get your, if God gets your heart, he's got your billfold. I'm serious. When you realize that God gives you your billfold, then you're more than willing to give all you can back to survival. But don't use the excuse, well, I can't pay rent. Well, go get another job. Don't blame God because you can't pay your bills. It's never God's fault. Never. It's your lack of not doing. You know, Dad gave me a lot more at nine. He says, you want anything? Eat. I was mowing yards for 25 to 75 cents. And because, huh? Yeah, I'm old. And <laughs> matter of fact, that really tells you all the way. Gas was 15 cents, so there you go. And uh, this old DX station, I, he let me drain these hoses. And that little gas tank, we'd fill it right up in my little gas box. But a, an old man that run a garment factory in Springfield saw me mowing for three years. He said, what's your, anyway, he can't tell him. He ends up firing, hiring me and puts me in the garment factory. You know, because it's just like being a, your testimony. If you're a Christian, Everybody around you should know that. Not in their face. You get in somebody's face about the Lord and they'll, they'll slam a door and the next person knocks their door. Love them. They're just people. You know? I mean, when I slapped my teacher, I deserved what I got. <laughs> there was a circumstance that I didn't want to pay for. And, and I did. And, and over and over. And so anyway, in that statement, realizing that only reason you don't have because you you think somebody owes you something. Don't come to the house of God like this. You come to the house of God, what can I do? You want to get a good job? You, when you first get hired, go to the boss and say, is there anything I can do, even on the side, to make it easier on you? Or you got a job in a heartbeat. I got to tell this. I hired a young man. I'm a plumber, so I expect, you know, you expect to come with their pants, you know, and the pants showing, and, you know. No, not my house. But anyway, this guy had everything at the appearance of what I wanted to see. Had a nice, decent truck. Came out and looked pretty sharp. I talked to him. He didn't mention money. Didn't mention vacation. He was exactly what I assumed the box he would fit in. He's, and I hired him. And he came to work on a Thursday. 
we go to a job and me and this old man work for me for 32 years unload that big FedEx truck full of plumbing stuff and I told the kid I said everything in that truck has got to be in this house I mean the saws the plastic the copper all the fittings blah, blah blah he looked at me and said well who did that before I showed up he got his check on Friday I never saw him again is that not stupid I mean you want to talk like that talk to one of the other employees but don't talk to the boss I mean, you talk about a brain-dead parent's teaching him that, you know. Of course, I slapped my teacher, so there you go. But <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But that's, that's the way they come now. You mean I got to work? I got to show up tomorrow morning. What time? Eight? Are you kidding me? I ain't out of bed until nine. That's where we've grown our children to be. No responsibility. It's your fault, not mine. Well, my kid always has trouble in school because them teachers don't like him. No, because they don't like you, and you've bred him. Yeah. You know, so get past yourself and give up and let God do do what his what he promises that he will do in your life. Uh, oops, that was not a good idea, brother Britton. Okay, we got. And now we look at Exodus uh, thirty-six, verse one. So if you have a willing heart, God will give you the ability. I won't get in details again, but I was asked to teach at one time. I don't want to get into all that, but I about had a heart. First time I was asked to pray on, I about died right there. I literally pray. Are you crazy? <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> but, but if you have the willing heart, he is more than willing to show you. He taught those people how to do silver and gold and work it and make it make the temple make the garments that's why he wanted goat's hair that's why he wanted purple and taught him how to sew he gave him the abilities to build his temple uh, we don't call this a temple we call this our church actually church building we're the church and but with the willing heart he gels all the hearts you know you've there's scriptures that say the nose don't tell the ears what to smell the, you know we're all part of the body, and that body is to do what? Go forward for the cause of Christ. Get what needs to be done. I stand amazed. If you, Brother Samson was here, Brother Don, he'll be, he'll be here in a couple hours. And, the, you know, <laughs> and we had this old building out here that literally was collapsing, got tore down, and, and I stand now in awe of what he's put together, and I've got a gym that anybody would be proud to have what I'm getting in it it's because God put it together if I had my way it would have maybe went the wrong way you know what I'm saying but as a unit as a called again believers then we have this op opportunity to uh, that, that's one thing that I loved about being and I didn't want to be a deacon I refused it forever but anyway I became one and uh, I realized me going there sometimes there's things you have to discuss it's pretty touchy. But don't go in there with your feelings out. Learn and then read the scriptures. It says study. To, if a preacher tells you to read the Bible, he's a liar. It says study to show thyself approved. Right. And then when you start studying, you start thinking, well, that's why it said that. 
And then you have to write, you go through my Bible, I got 10,000 notes, and a lot of times I put it on there, pray for me, or pray for Kent. Thank you, Lord, I needed that. Because I'm the problem, and he's corrected me. You're like a, you're like a statue that you've created, <clears throat> and then he's the master. He takes his chisel and just can't have that on you anymore. <laughs> he can't have that. Put a, he put too big ears on me. But anyway, and, he, you, and, he, and you go through that, and you're realizing it's about you. And if I do this and this and this, then he has to honor his word, or else you make him a liar. What's the scripture that says? Try, uh, Where have you robbed me of my tithes and offerings? And then there's right in there it says, try me and see. Just test me. See if I won't bless you. Whoa, that's... Really? You mean if I really give, you'll, you'll bless me? Sure he will. Or he's lying. I'm called, I, just, I didn't call God a liar, but that's what we say. Well, I can't afford to tithe. No, you can't afford not to tithe. I know people don't like to talk about money because that gets, that gets, that's a sore spot. You know, why? You don't think nothing about paying $8 for Big Mac. I mean, really? When I was raised up, there were 15 cents for a quarter would get you fries and a burger. I'm telling my age again. And matter of fact, you walked up to the window outside. They just had the arches and you walked up there and can I order a, you know? Wow, I'm old. But uh, <laughs> that's really scary, isn't it? So anyway, Brother Samson's ahead of me. Where am I at, Brother Samson? First Corinthians 3.18. I'm not going to find it. <laughs> I got it marked. I got it marked and can't find it. Oh. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> okay, First Corinthians 3. Uh, 18. Amen. Now that's looking back to what we started with, pretty much. My focus on this lesson is trying to get you to realize that without God, you're really nothing. Just don't think you're something. Let God do a work in your life, and he'll make you something. He'll make you be what you need to be in this system. When I go out to the world of Walmart or wherever I go, uh, anybody, I have apartments and things. Anybody that's rented for me is going to get at least 30, 45 minutes about how good God is. They may never hear it again. I just have a good opportunity there. So <clears throat> remember, let go and let God do it, and he'll make you wise I've actually been in circumstances where I'd studied and did a lot of reading, teaching, and I'd be in a circumstance, they start asking me questions, and I even left there impressed, impressed myself. I didn't know I knew all that. And he says he'll put it in your mouth. The Holy Spirit will guide you in the time you need it. Not to fight them, say, well, bless God, I'm a Christian. Oh, there you go. Well, I'll see you later. But if, and I'd get, I'd walk out of a conversation, they say, man, that was cool. And I go, man, I know, I'm good, ain't it? Well, you know, really, you have a tendency to think like that, but God gave you all that ability to just be a witness when you need to be. Your job is not to get in somebody's face. Your job is to love them to God. If you, if you, we're called Christians. <laughs> Here's one that came to me about three, a week ago. There was a town called Antioch, and Christians, the, the Antioch people said, 
they called them Christians. And the Bible says, first in Antioch. That was the first pronoun. You ever thought of that? They didn't know what a Christian was. And all of a sudden, I'm on pronouns. <laughs> well, I'm not, but he is. You see, I, I always thought, that's kind of weird. You think about that. The weird pronouns they have out here today, you think, oh, really? You know, get a life, you know? I, I don't know how you call somebody anything, but all of a sudden, we're Christians. And that's a pronoun given to Christians. So you can use that. Not as a weapon, but as a loving person. Okay, I threw that in. That's, you can pay me for that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, where do we end up at there? On this one. Job 12. The guy's looking for a job. <clears throat> Job 12. Well, now, I'm going to give you a little synopsis of the little story behind this. These guys, his friends, you know, he had everything go wrong. Lost his family, his kids, all his money, lost everything. And his buddies are bad-mouthing him. He's so bad with God, that's why God did that to him. And, you know, that's done. He's, anyway, you have to read Job to appreciate what he had to go through with his friends. Anyway, right here is when the table kind of turns, starts turning around. Okay, we're at 12, 1 and 2. He kind of slam dunked him really well. No, they're bad mouthing about how he's so wrong with God. And he said, no doubt with you guys. When you guys die, all wisdom shall perish. I thought that's pretty cool. I had to throw that in there, you know. Kind of put him in their place. But he kind of got on the wrong side of the fence a couple times. Everything went bad. And even his wife said, curse God and die. Think of that one. You know, and he said, no, he's going to serve God. So I threw that in just to give you an idea that a great man walked with God. And lost everything. Why would that happen to a good guy? You read the story of David, King David, my goodness. You, you read his whole story, he was a nightmare. But yet he was blessed of God more than anybody. Wow, really? Why? Because he had a heart for God. That's what this whole start was. You have a heart for God, he will make you what you don't want to be. There was all his brothers and all them people could have been the king and all that stuff. But no. He picked him because he had a heart to serve God. And he sh shows up and kills Goliath. I'd have been the guy holding his coat. I, I take care of this, David, right here. <laughs> but God, but David knew in his heart God could take care of this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They even threw their little claws in there. If God's willing, we'll, we'll survive this. And they did. You know what I'm saying? Do you have that kind of faith? You ever think like that? Uh, I just lost the name. Excuse me. Who, uh, who was the who was the Tyrion sent the, his servant out to talk to Christ? No greater faith. Or the who? The Centurion. What was his name? I said it all weekend. I can't say it now. Oh, he did. Uh, anyway, but he didn't even show up. He sent his servant. That's how. That's how absolute it used to be. When I sent my men to do a job or a servant to explain something to the king, he said exactly what I said. Didn't add anything to it. Told it like it was. Went to Christ and said, Cornelius. And he said, uh, Cornelius' son's going to die, and he wants you to heal it. 
And he said, and you don't have to go there. You can do it from where you're at. He had so much faith in Christ that he could heal him from where he was and not go see it that Jesus turned that servant around and said, no greater faith in all of Israel. And he was a Gentile. What's wrong with that picture? You know what I'm saying? That's amazing. So you got to have that kind of faith that he can do what he says. And then when somebody gives you a, something to say to somebody, tell, tell them like you heard it. Don't add a bunch of your story to it like I did. You know? So I, I, that's another freebie. I just want to throw that in there. Okay. Uh, we're be, who? Deuteronomy. Yeah, eight, seventeen, and then we'll read the rest of it. <clears throat> full of myself or what? You know, I got this degree from the University of PickYourNose.com and I am the man who's made the money. Pull your pants up. I pull my pants up one bootstrap at a time. Try them both at the same time. See where you end up <laughs> on the ground. <clears throat> you see, because we are naturally and we read that earlier, <clears throat> we are naturally in our vanity will brag about ourselves. It's not our job to brag about What's, what's God say about prayer? You go into your closet and you pray and you lament and you, you desire to have him do something for somebody or your family or whatever, and he can honor that. But when you go out here and you stand on street corners like you badmouth the Pharisees and Sadducees and pray on street corners so they may be heard, he goes, oh, brother, go home. <clears throat> so you're realizing your request should be answered by God by his timing, not yours. Okay, go on, 18 through 20. Well, that's, all, that's Old Testament. That's talking about the old Jews and all that stuff. <clears throat> it applies today. When you got saved, you got grafted in to being a Jew. <clears throat> you may not have Jewish blood in you, but you got Christ in you. And <laughs> one of my jokes is he's a head Jew. And think about that. You're grafted in. So you, this isn't Old Testament. This is talking the Bible's our Bible today. It is given to us by grace through faith. Not of yourselves, lest any man should boast. You get saved by this grace. And so this application is reading the Old Testament is all about us today as well as it was then. And he made, him, he made Abraham a promise. Your seed, which we become, your seed, won't, I, will, I will bless. But there's an addendum. You have to do the commandments of God. We have a terrible tendency that, and there's a scripture for this that says, he ripped on the Pharisees and Sadducees by saying, you do the, the, the laws of man, but you forgot the commandments of God. 
we want to make all these neat little rules. If you don't dress like this, talk like this, act like this, that, 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 become a monkey like this, then you can't be in heaven. Now, Baptists got to take a covered dish. Got to come in slow freight. You know, we never have a party without a covered dish, you know, turkey, whatever. Okay, so anyway, realizing you, <laughs> I don't think anybody got that. <laughs> covered dish, you know. Okay, so anyway, uh, that's Deuteronomy, kind of explaining our position in that. Let's look at uh, Deuteronomy, uh, yeah, Psalm 19, verse 7. Okay, throw the bucks up, let's go home. Realizing that, realizing that he can't wait to bless you. He really can't. He can't wait to bless you. You see, in the, he's standing outside the door and knocks. See, if any man will open the door, I'll come in and sup with them and me with them. And if you look at that, normally the picture, it will be a door without a, without a knob on the outside. So the person, your heart has to open that door to let Christ in. If you don't do that, You'll never have any blessing other than what you think you've done with your wealth and your ability and whatever because it becomes vanity. It becomes what I've done in life, and I have no idea what that would be. So <clears throat> am I running out of time? Uh, huh? Yeah, my. Okay, now let's look at 1 Corinthians again. 1 Corinthians 1, we've read this a little bit, 24 to 31. That's kind of long. close the book and go home. It pretty much said, get yourself out of the picture. I saw a track years ago uh, that said, let go and let God. And that's always stuck in my head. 
because our problem is, is, well, you know, I can get us out of this one, Lord. I, I, I'll pick up this job over here, and it'll pay that bill. It never seemed to work that way. But when God does it, it's, it's beyond a miracle. I've had, I've had stories that I've told, and people say, oh, that can't be. If I, you sit down with me about three, four hours, I can give you stories that, that God has done in my life that I didn't anticipate at all. And then you couldn't orchestrate it that well. You know, you couldn't. It's just because God is out here trying these dead level bets to bless you. And, 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 and it's like when you give up, just ask for that wisdom every day. Just ask for it for a while, just a, a month of it. Lord, give me some wisdom. I know I don't have it. And he'll bless it. He'll, he has to honor it. What, what time we got? Oh, it's time to close. Well, they can just sit out the street. Okay, I'm going to tell everybody, read 1 Corinthians 3, um, the whole chapter. And just study on that a little bit. Think about that. It's telling you the whole scenario that I just tried to mess, make a big mess of. <laughs> how well and how, lo how loving he is to you. And that's our job to give to you and the family out in the hall that's going to kill me. So I uh, thank you all for putting up with me. <laughs> and thank you. And you're dismissed. Amen. <laughs>